Welcome, 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 Fuji Freedom Friday. Today is October 28th, 2016. The title of the show is Demonic Group Think. Demonic Group Think. Like the movie 1984, the book 1984. Yes. The movies 1984. Several versions. Mm-hmm. We watched, uh, what was it, the 1950 version? The other day, it yeah. was the older version. The very first. One. I like that one. I did too. I thought it was really good. Yeah, really I liked good. it a lot better than uh, the other one. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, it's those of you who know what I'm talking about. Most of you do. It's groupthink, and so the stories today are selected to show you this kind of thinking push. Mm-hmm. Yeah, to get everybody in conformity mm-hmm. to think one way. To punish those who think differently, to lash out and strike those who, oh, who may have an opposing view, who don't quite fit others' little circle of what others think is normal, is normal, what you should be, and most of them are, are liberal people type of thing. So anyway, welcome to a Freedom Friday Hour. That's what we're going to talk about. It's an alternative news podcast with a conservative perspective which reminds me to read the disclaimer last week i didn't read the disclaimer and maybe it's been a couple of weeks since i read the disclaimer but i need to do this because there are people out there who get offended by me i offend people because i say stuff on this show that offends them I don't mean to, I really, honestly, I don't wake up, I don't stay up at night thinking, what can I say to really work people's nerve? You know, I don't do that. I'm just, man, I'm just trying to do, look, I'm just trying to stay in my lane, people. Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to bother you. I'm just trying to stay in my lane. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I have a gift. Mm -hmm. And a message. And a message. Miss Kapow has gifts, you know, and a message. We read the news, we watch things, we see the world uh, turning the way it is. We look at it with a biblical perspective. Believe it or not, Ms. Kapow and I are very, very much into the Word of God. I mean, every day we read and study the Word of God, not because we're cool and righteous and um, you know such good Christians. It's just because it fascinates us. We, we love the Word, mm-hmm. you know, and uh, we, so that perspective then comes out in these types of podcasts. So we do think we have a a message and a purpose, but sometimes, you know, I do say things and I I offend people. And um, so they will let me know that I offend them. And um, so it's a shame. So anyway, that's why I got to do this disclaimer because if you're easily offended, and I'm, I'm going to try to tone it down today, really, because every time somebody... Every time somebody uh, gets gets on me mm-hmm. for something I say, it does take a little piece out of me. It does. It does. It takes a little bit out of me, and then I then I go, okay, you know, are they basically saying what's true? Okay, maybe I need to ramp that down. And over the years, I've had, and you know what? I'm telling you, they're all they're all Christians. All my attacks come from Christianity. Yeah. An, an atheist has yet to email me or contact me and say. You know, we don't agree with your gospel message. There's never an atheist or a Satanist or a witch. It's always a Christian brother or sister that uh, attacks me. And um, and so what happens is then the next time I, I do a show or something, then I go, oh, I ramped that down. I got it, blah, blah, blah. You mm-hmm. know I mean? Years ago, you know, I offended well, that yeah, guy. it plays with, on your head. You know well, I mean? it does. And so then you start, I start being careful what I say. Mm-hmm. And then by doing that, then it takes away the very thing that, makes people like this show mm-hmm. is perhaps my bluntness in being able to say those things they wish they could say. Right. So then, then I become... Well, it compromises. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And even now, as I, as I select words, I'm trying to be very careful with my words because I don't want anybody getting a tizzy. Yeah, but that's not good. I know it's not good, but that's just the way it is. Mm-hmm. It's it's called groupthink. It's called Christian groupthink. And and so it's like, well, a Christian needs to act this certain way. A Christian needs to feel this certain way. A Christian needs to behave this certain way, not because of biblical standards, but because of the tradition that I've learned uh, from church and what I think you should be mm-hmm. as a Christian. 
So I'm going to judge another uh, master's servant. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And so they, they throw this judgment on you. And they're like, uh, but I really don't want to offend people. I don't like fighting with people either. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I do bite back. I have to bite back. I'm like a big black lab. You can pet me, but sometimes a pit bull comes out. Mm. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. So anyway, disclaimer, the show you're about to listen to is a unique conservative perspective, and it is and will be loaded with plenty of politically incorrect controversy. This podcast, we think, adds truth and value to the mature, disenfranchised Christian who is tired of the powerless mainstream Christianity we see today. The podcast is a punch in the face to liberalism, socialism, Satanism, sensitive cultural Christianity. This show exposes evil in politics, religion, alternative news, current events, and the present apostate church. So if you are a mature person, this is important because really our audience is kind of an older audience. Mm-hmm. really is. We really don't target... Seasoned as They're well. seasoned. Now, we do have millennials listening to us. Mm-hmm. We do. But they're of a different sort. It's You have to have ears for this kind of stuff. You do. You do. So our, you, when we look at our stats, our statistics, we have more of a mature audience, mm-hmm. age-wise. And age-wise brings in a little more, well, life experience. Mm-hmm. So they see things a little differently. So... Um, that's who you know. That's kind of who we're geared for. So anyway, uh, so if you're a mature person with real life experience in a real life world, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you've actually been through some life, right? You know, and you're frustrated with the modern church and its phony business model, and desire a deeper, more satisfying relationship with God. We think the podcast is for you, right? But if not, you know, if you're like, you know, what I haven't been around that long, um. You know, I'm still caught up in churchianity. I still listen to Christian music and read Christian mm-hmm. books and go to Christian movies. I'm all that. This this place is not for you. It's, you're just going to get offended because you're going to go. I thought you were a Christian. Did you said this about this? I've I've offended people. Um, a couple of years ago, I offended that brother when I was talking about what was her name, Madeline O'Hare, mm-hmm. and I called her some names. Mm-hmm. The atheist, Madeline, the one who took prayer from school. Right. I called her some names and he got mad at me mm-hmm. because I called her names. Not because Madeline O'Hare took prayer out of schools and she's an atheist, because I called her a name. <laughs> and he's even he even said that uh, he couldn't even let his kids listen to the show because mm-hmm. I would say stuff and, you know, that yeah. wasn't appropriate for kids. Mm-hmm. And that he was embarrassed because he was listening to, to me at work. Right. And even the other people at work are like, what are you listening to? Mm-hmm. So that made me feel kind of bad. He went away and listened to other shows. But I never forgot that. And of course, I never talked about Madeline O'Hare again. So once again, it takes a little piece out of you. Um, I offended a gal, a Christian gal, not too long ago when we did a story on um, some wife who st- stabbed her husband over a hot dog or something yeah. like that. Remember mm-hmm. that? And she thought we were making fun of domestic violence. Yeah, and we weren't. No, I'm talking about the demons inside of people and how mm-hmm. ridiculous they are. Not the, you know what I mean? But, you know, see, most of these people are, are they're raised liberal from their education you know, system. Right. Um, they're millennials. They're mm-hmm. young. They, um, they think a certain way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, they have a lean towards a socialistic, um, secular, humanistic philosophy so what they do is they filter their bible their christianity through a secular humanism Mm -hmm. we gotta love everybody there's flowers and everybody's god is loving you know that oh see i just offended i just pissed somebody off i just know i did (laughs) because i just made fun of them but so that's a disclaimer it's this is so you have no excuse if you get mad at me today you have no friggin' excuse Mm -hmm. and i just ask you if you if you get mad and I offend you. Just then go. Don't listen. Yeah, just go away. Yeah, I mean that's all I'm asking. I don't need you. I really don't. I don't ask for money. I don't take money. This is all free. I I, I don't need you. You know, if you have a question and you want me to clarify it, that's different. Mm-hmm. Glad to do that. But don't don't give me a hard time. Mm-hmm. Just go do your own thing. Yeah. 
If you don't like what I do, go do your own thing. I'm just trying to stay in my lane. I just want you to stay in your lane. Right. Is that clear? clear. See, I just wasted 10 minutes doing a disclaimer because people are stupid. They're weird. Oh, I just called them stupid. Uh oh. <laughs> okay, let me uh, let me give the scripture of the day, shall yeah, I? Or, yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm going to read from uh, Zephaniah, first chapter, uh, start with verse 14. It says, The great day of the Lord is near, it is near, and hasteth greatly, even the voice of the day of the Lord, the mighty man shall cry bitterly. That day is a day of wrath, a day of trouble and distress, a day of w- wasteness and desolation, a day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, a day of the trumpet and alarm against the fenced cities and against the high towers. And I will bring distress upon men that they shall walk like blind men because they have sinned against the Lord and their blood shall be poured out as dust and their flesh as the dung. Neither their silver nor their gold shall be able to deliver them in the day of the Lord's wrath, but the whole land shall be devoured by the fire of his jealousy. For he shall make even a speedy riddance of all them that dwell in the land. Excellent. And what's uh, the date? When is all this going to happen? It doesn't say. Mm. Soon, you, though. Can you do a guess? It says soon. Okay. It's about as good as I was going to get, Jerry on the, Bear. Uh, on the next uh, red moon? Mm. Pink. Pink moon. <laughs> October is pink. 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 All right. I'm going to start off. We're going to talk about demonic groupthink, and all these stories have this demonic groupthink theme in it. So some, sometimes the stories are just the stories, but what I want you to do is look beyond that, and I'm going to try to point these things out to you about the groupthink. I'm going to start off with this little quote here, and I'm just going to do the quote, then I'll tell you who said it. Well, I'll let you guess who said it first, and then I'll tell you and um, the circumstances, all right? Here's a quote. Here's a quote. When the resolution of enslaving America was formed in Great Britain, the British Parliament was advised by an artful man who was governor of Pennsylvania to disarm the people that it was the best and most effectual way to enslave them but that they should not do it openly but weaken them and let them sink gradually I ask who are the militia they consist now of the whole people except a few public officers end of quote you ever heard of such a thing Mm -mm. this is a quote that talks about a resolution of enslaving America. This resolution was formed in Great Britain to enslave America. And the governor of Pennsylvania advised the British Parliament, Mm -hmm. advised them the best way to enslave Americans was to disarm them. But don't do it like in their face mm-hmm. you'll never make it they said don't do it openly weaken them mm-hmm. and then let them sink gradually wow <laughs> i'm serious folks and then the, the quote talks about who's the militia well it's everybody except for a few public officers mm-hmm. they, they don't want the militia see the right to keep and bear arms isn't so much about your right to defend yourself in your home or, you know, that's just what they mean. The right to keep and bear arms is to protect society from a tyrannical government. Yep, that's true. That's true. Absolutely. So guess who said that? Guess this is a quote I just read to you about enslaving America. It's a very real quote. Mm-hmm. It's a very, it's not made up. This is a real, real thing. Mm-hmm. Who's talked about the resolution of enslaving America and taking away the arms. Who who said this? Okay, I want, I want the audience to guess. Can I say it? You, well, I heard somebody say Hillary. No, <laughs> Hillary did not say this. George Mason of Virginia. Now, back in 1788. 1788. Virginia's U.S. Constitution Ratification Convention. This is when George Mason said this. 1788. 
Folks, groupthink's been going on since day one. Mm-hmm. Groupthink has been going on since day one. So when you see the attack on your arms, your firearms, the ability to defend yourself, the ability to form a militia against a tyrannical government, when you see that attack, this is something that's been going on since day one. Right. When you see them not taking away your your arms openly but weakening you through these laws through these excessive background checks through these excessive legislative acts mm-hmm. that restrict the regular citizen when you see that that's all part of a plan for you as an american to sink gradually mm-hmm. now maybe you're listening and go i don't like guns they scare me that's fine mm-hmm. whatever you just you just sit around with your thumb up your butt and the rest of us will protect you when it goes down Oh, I just offended Christian brother out there. <laughs> oh, I did. I just offended Christian brother out there. Don't don't even, don't contact me. Just go go listen. Go listen to somebody else because I'm going to say stuff like that. Because this is real. This is real life. Right? right? I'm not sitting around in some little church in a Sunday school. I'm not in a little corner somewhere. This is real life. This stuff is really happening right now. Your America, your country is changing and it is changing to the worst fast. Trump isn't going to save you, folks. Mm -mm. And Hillary is certainly not going to save you. This country is sinking fast. And I'm not going to go as far and say uh, it's under the judgment of God because I don't know that. Mm-hmm. God God hasn't come down to me in a dream and revealed that to me. But it certainly seems like it. Mm-hmm. At some point, you got to pay for the, the piper. Right. At some point, you got to yeah, pay for the band. These are the consequences of our actions. Yep. And we're going to sink into a socialist, tyrannical, enslaved people. Mm-hmm. You mark my word. Ask Brother Marcos. He's always about five years ahead of us. Now he's about three. He still thinks five. He still thinks five, but next week hasn't happened yet. Wait till next week happens. Wait till after the election happens. We'll go back back to three or two. Yeah. Plus Americans still have arms. They don't. Wait till those are... Taken. Yeah. Wait till it's $8 a bullet. <sighs> So that's the quote. Isn't that something? Something. So groupthink, it's been around a long time. It's, you got to recognize it. Mm-hmm. You got to recognize it. And that's, you know, and really I opened up the show talking about the disclaimer of this show. Because it's part of Christians contacting me is that you shouldn't say that. Or you should do this. Or you should feel this way. Or mm-hmm. that's part of getting... Them getting me to conform right. to their group yeah. think. Mm-hmm. It, and it's witchcraft, folks. It's mm-hmm. it's plain witchcraft. Because anything that manipulates is witchcraft. Trying to manipulate me. And I told this brother last week that. I did. I'm honest with him. I We did an email exchange. We hashed this thing out. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what I try to explain to him. You are trying to manipulate me. It's witch, It's Christian witchcraft. Mm-hmm. I don't know if he ever saw that or not. I'm not saying he's a bad guy. I'm not saying, but his his thinking is wrapped. It's filtered through human humanism. Mm-hmm. And I said something last week that really uh, set him on uh, on edge. Yeah. Type of thing. You know, get me to conform. And it does. It it bugs me. It does. It, I'll be honest with you. It, it does take a little piece out of me each time. Because then I think, what's the sense? I do this for free. It's not going to make any money. What? What's the sense? Right. If people don't want to hear it, don't, then, then what am I doing here? I know, I know other podcast hosts. I know them personally. Who they do a podcast. Once a week. They put it up and they have 8,000 listeners within three or four days. And they love it. Because they, they talk about, you know, 
non-controversial things. Yeah. Yeah. Cool cool stuff. You know. Madonna talk about groupthink. Madonna at a uh, Amy Schumer, is that her name? Schumer? Yeah, she's that uh, comedian actress. Is she funny? No, she's vulgar actually. Well, she had Madonna at her concert. Is that was that what a uh, comedian has as a concert? I guess or a show. Yeah, Madonna's there, and she made an offer to the people attending that show, and she pledged to give. There's a proper word for it, but I'm going to say a blowjob. Mm. Oh, it's fellatio, mm-hmm. fellatio. I'm going to say blowjob. So if you get offended, just go away. Go away. Uh, she offered the audience a blowjob if they would vote for Hillary Clinton. Yep. Are you serious? You see the group, the group think here. These, to be able to say that in a public forum shows you the mindset. Mm-hmm. It's a filthy, dirty mindset, is it not? Oh, These are filthy, yes, dirty definitely. people on it's both nasty. sides. They're filthy, dirty people on both sides. It's nasty. She uh, she was introducing Amy Schumer, and she says, "If you vote, this is quote: If you vote for Hillary Clinton, I will give you a blowjob." Okay, I'm not going to read the rest of it, but she talks about her skills and how good she is and what she would do. Gross, and it's it's graphic. Okay, so yeah. as crude as I am, I'm not going to even read that. And I guess uh, some people were saying, "Was that?" Legal because um, it's generally illegal to exchange anything of value for a vote, mm. right? So they looked into it, and things unless you can place value or unless Madonna placed a value on her uh, blowjob, then uh, it wasn't illegal to say that. Of course not. No. Uh, Groupthink. How could you imagine? Just a few years ago, something like that being said. Oh, she would have been booed off the stage. Unbelievable. Well, look how far we've come then. Yeah. The, down the uh, the trash hole. When it's acceptable. Okay. And I'm, no one blushes anymore. You know, no. That's. No, it's disgusting. It, I mean, the whole thing is disgusting. But for. For that to even be able to to be said, mm-hmm. absolutely amazing. Yep, groupthink, groupthink. They own the media. They own everything. People who do nothing but watch the regular cable news networks or TV networks, they're they're different than what what you are listening to, like podcasts and right. other alternative news and stuff like that. And they absolutely believe what they see and hear. And uh, it's amazing just how dumbed down uh, people have become. Amen. The media. One of my favorite stories is universities and the stuff they're doing uh, to these these kids. You know, I, like, I, I blame the kids a lot, too, you know, for doing these things. But it's the adults in the universities doing this stuff. Mm-hmm. Universities ban politically incorrect Halloween costumes. What a shock, right? What a shock. Yep. But in a latest measure to create a safe space for students, a number of universities have issued costume protocol banning such un-PC Halloween costumes as Arab turbans, feathered Indian headdresses, Japanese geisha outfits, and Caitlyn Jenner costumes. Oh, they have Caitlyn Jenner costumes. Yeah. Wow. Caitlyn Jenner. You can't wear Caitlyn Jenner. I don't know why. I know. Who's going to... That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Groupthink. You see, they're forcing it. Not every kid going to a university that's participating in this stuff doesn't have this kind of groupthink. It's Mm -hmm. being forced on them. Yep. Understand that? Then when they get out, this is what they've learned. This This is the way they think. Brock University in Ontario, Canada, for instance, has set up a website laying out its Halloween costume vetting protocol. Complete with a list of offending costumes and pictures of inappropriate wear. Wow. In a twisted bit of illogic, the university stated, in order to create an inclusive and diverse environment, some costumes may be denied. Wow. Really? 
to create an inclusive and diverse environment. Apparently, inclusive and diverse here means if your costume is too diverse, you will not be included. Mm-hmm. See? <laughs> it doesn't make sense. No. It's, uh, yeah, hypocrisy. Yeah. So they say if a member of your party is denied entry because of their costume, they'll be escorted to a space where they can change and remove the offending item. Oh, for the love of pizza. <laughs> They will not lose their place in line during the process. And then they can enter um, the place once the costume has been deemed appropriate by by team of uh, Isaac's Bar and Grill Management and Student Justice Center staff. Oh, wow. <laughs> so if somebody, some kid, seriously, some kid is dressed like a Ninja Turtle, you could be offended because you can say, well, I have Japanese descent and... Um, mm-hmm. Or Chinese, where does ninjas come from? Japan or China? I don't know. The Orient. Yeah, I think they're uh, Japanese. So, um, this this guy is absolutely right. One commenter wrote, obey the thought police, welcome to 1984. And he's absolutely right. This is 1984 demonic groupthink. Yes. That's what it is. And it's being forced on you. Mm-hmm. Day in and day out, it's being forced on you. We're being molded. Yeah. And that's why I get upset. I can't, I, sorry to keep harping on it, but that's why I get upset when when I offend people and then they've got to, you know, in Christian love, um, you know, tear me down. Mm-hmm. Instead of just going, well, I don't agree with them. I'm going to go somewhere. Like, like most adults would. Quit trying to groupthink me. Right. I, I It's not going to work. My mind's already blown. Yep. It's already... I'm already I'm already a mental retard. <laughs> You're already jaded. <laughs> I am. I'm already jaded. Too many years. I'm already retarded. You're not going to fix me. Um, University of Florida officials have warned students about sporting offensive costumes. Once again, they appeal to diversity. They say some Halloween costumes reinforce stereotypes of particular races, genders, cultures, or religions. <laughs> It's supposed to go as I know, potato sack. But that could have offend that people from Idaho <laughs> because they got potato. They, don't they grow potatoes in Idaho? Idaho potatoes. Yeah, you're right. You're I right. mean, why are you picking on people from Idaho? Or they might think it's a clown suit. Ooh. Well, then, then you offend the, the killer clowns. Exactly. Who have now unionized? Regardless of intent. These costumes can perpetrate negative stereotypes, causing harm and offense to groups of people. In a scathing article in Forbes last spring, the noted historian Paul Johnson called political correctness, I love this, quote, one of the most dangerous intellectual afflictions ever to attack mankind, end of quote. Wow. (laughs) Well, I bet he got a lot of hate mail for that. (laughs) Political correctness has enormous appeal to the semi-educated he observed, semi-educated, what okay? Does that say? If you're not very bright, very educated, you like this political correct stuff, Basically don't you? stupid people. Yeah. Stupid people like this. Ignorant people. And it appeals to pseudo-intellectuals everywhere since it evokes the strong streak of cowardness notable among those wielding academic authorities nowadays. That's what he says. Um, here, he goes on. Listen, listen to this guy. He says, an any empty-headed student with a powerful voice can claim someone, never specified, will be hurt by a hitherto harmless term, object, or activity, and will be reasonably assured that the dons and professors in charge will show a white feather and do as the student demands. Wow. Thus, there isn't a university campus on either side of the Atlantic that's not in danger of censorship, he concluded. Man. It's harsh. Harsh. Yes. Now, check this out, Miss Capel. If in spite of all warnings, any previous flower happens to be traumatized by a particular costume at the University of Florida, guess what they're doing? Hmm. Officials have set up an emergency. <laughs> I'm not lying to you. An emergency hotline to help soothe anxious spirits. Wow. Can you imagine that? No, I can't. You I call can't. bring bring 
emergency hotline. Oh my goodness! And you can go, you imagine how annoying that would be to work that hotline? You who 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 are they going to get? They got to get people who are like psych students or something yeah. counseling. And then that little voice on the other end. I'm sorry, I was going to the Halloween party and somebody was dressed as a taco. <laughs> a taco? Did that did that affect, did it did it offend your Hispanic senses? Yeah. No, my Christian senses. I like Christian tacos, <laughs> and he was dressed as a Christian taco. Oh, for the love of pizza! Well, yeah, maybe he didn't have cheese on the taco. I mean, your 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 costume was incomplete without cheese. Incomplete without cheese. No, it's just ridiculous. I mean, come on, I really. Yeah. It's group think. It's demonic. Mm-hmm. This is not of God. Who is the author of Confusion? Satan. Satan. Who is the author of peace? The Lord Jesus. Power. Sound mind, which means intellect. Who's the author of that? The Lord Jesus. Right. So this stuff can't be from God? Nope. If you're troubled by an incident the website counseled, please take advantage of the seven-day-a-week presence of the You Matter, We Care program, (laughs) which includes an email address as well as a 24-7 Counselor in the Counseling and Wellness Center available to speak by phone. You know what is bad is that these kids will, um, they're going to graduate. They're going to be in, in real, they're going to be your like insurance agent mm-hmm. or your, um, God forbid, your doctor or healthcare provider. They're, they're, yeah, if the world lasts that long. Yep. I, I can't imagine. They can't survive out here. I, I well, really the first can. time their boss, like an older boss or something, it says something to them. They're gonna. They're gonna flip. Yep. Let's You're take a. Good. Let's You're take a break. Good. Then we'll be uh, right back. I got some more yelling to do. <laughs> I don't know what all this fuss is about about these pestilence. I think the scientists are doing a great job. Clueless, in the dark. <sighs> I think the government's doing a good job. Have no idea what is really going on? I have an app for that. Kapow Radio Show app for iPhone and iPad. Kapow Radio Show app for Android. Get the app. Get a clue. Hey, Vinny. I love politicians. I think they've got my best interest in mind. Get the app. Get a clue. FifthHookMedia.com We're back. We're back. Okay, the story is not about body shaming on women. The story is not about women being able to wear what they want. The story is not about some guy who wrote a satirical piece, or maybe he's just a curmudgeon. Maybe he was wrong. I don't know. The story is about group think. Mm -hmm. This was sent to us by our beloved brother, Marcos. Thank you, Marcos. Parading to support women in yoga pants after a man's letter. Great headline. I, you don't know what the heck that means. <laughs> this was Rhode Island. To Rhode Island. Rhode Island. The saga between, um, well, it began Wednesday with a letter to the editor in a local Rhode Island newspaper. The man wrote a letter and he criticized women over 20 who wear yoga pants in public. Uh-oh. Quickly, yeah, quickly it snowballed into a yoga pants parade Sunday afternoon with hundreds of people walking past the letter writer's house. And, but see, it's not just there. He gets death threats. It gets death threats. Now, the guy who wrote the letter said he had only intended it as satire. Right. Now, whether that's true or not, here's what he said. He goes, to all yoga pant wearers, I struggle with my own physicality as I age, wrote Alan Sorrentino. He's 63 years old. And he said, I don't want to struggle with yours. He says, the letter which said adult women wearing yoga pants in public was comparable to men wearing Speedos to the grocery store. That went viral. The backlash was immediate, passionate, and international. Wow. Yes. It just goes to show you that this kind of thinking is global. Yes. He said it was supposed to be funny. Scary. Because um, he says, like, what kind of, here's his attitude. He goes, but what kind of of uptight 
tormented individual could possibly care enough about yoga pants to write such a letter. So whether that's true or not, I don't know. And the story isn't about women in yoga pants. It's about the group think. This guy violated feminism and not only did... Now, to me, the proper re- response would have been get get somebody who's who has a brain mm-hmm. or a bunch of people have a brain and write letters back to the editor. Right. And go, what are you talking about, mm-hmm. Mr. Allen? Blah, 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 blah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and articulate why... That was a, a horrible thing to write. But they decide to then protest in front of his house. Be hostile. And be hostile and say, if you don't think the way we do, we're going to harm you. Mm-hmm. So in other words, there's no, civil, there's no civilized Mm-mm. way of working things out. Mm-mm. You all just automatically go to the, um, the aggressor. Mm-hmm. And he's getting death threats. It's terrible. Yeah. So somebody says, he goes, so it was written as satire. Like who, who would be concerned about yoga pants with all of this political stuff going on? Mm-hmm. So there was a crowd, included young girls, older women. It met in front of um, some school. They wore a colorful array of yoga pants. Uh, the event was more about than just yoga pants to them, they said. Um, they said, I don't get involved in much in the way of protests and marches and all that, but this just brought me out because the guy's letter was offensive, said some gal. And um, she had a, uh, a shirt on that said, uh, mature older woman in yoga pants written on it. Mm-hmm. It's okay if you're 20 and gorgeous to wear yoga pants, but don't do it if you're older and lumpy and bumpy, she asked. Um, it was the shaming and the policing of women's bodies that struck a chord with the attendees. Now, maybe maybe they read it as shaming, but but was his letter really policing women's bodies? Mm-mm, I don't think he so. has no authority to do anything. He, yeah. he he has an opinion. It's called the First Amendment right opinion. Right yeah. or wrong, you may not like it. It may have offended these people, but he has that First Amendment. And they have a right, a First Amendment. That's right. They do not have a right to threaten him. No. It's group think. Mm-hmm. Comply with our group or you're going to get hurt. Bad things are going to happen. I'm sure it's not over for this guy. Mm-mm. And it's not balanced either. I mean, there's one person against this whole group. Oh, yeah. Of crazy women. Yeah. Crazy women in yoga pants. Obviously, their pants have restricted the blood flow through their to their brain. Yeah. Now, you know, I don't mind women in yoga pants. It's men in yoga pants that bother me. Yeah. And uh, L.A. had a mayor. Um, <laughs> what's his name? Garcini? Garcetti? Garcetti. Garcetti. He wore yoga pants. And he was pretty gross. Los Angeles, California mayor wears yoga pants. Pretty gross. It's beyond gross. It's, it's disgusting. Yeah. It's yeah, disgusting. I body shamed him. Yeah. It's okay. Uh, so the guy, um, the crowd went on a short walk in a loop. They held yoga pants session. <laughs> they carried bright pink flags with the words peaceful pants party. Um, now, check this out. While not directly related to the presidential campaign, the rhetoric of the letter ties into the current political climate. What does that mean? This guy who wrote the letter, they're assuming he's a Trump supporter. Of course. It's not tied into the presidential campaign, but the rhetoric of the letter ties to the current political climate. Hateful. Yes, these people are Hillary supporters. And against women. Yes. You see this? Now, this guy could be a, a raging liberal Democrat. Mm-hmm. He just doesn't like women in yoga pants, or he really did write satire. Sure. I don't know. Um. But it goes on, and it said that uh, the guy, Alan Sarantino, said that the walkers passed by his house where he, had, he, he put up a sign bearing the words free speech. The police stood on the edge of the property line while some people in the street paused to take photos of the home. He said he received death threats, which he reported to the police. Someone wrote in chalk on the street outside his house that morning, identifying him as a resident. And he says, every little bump, every little noise, I lock my car, I lock my windows, I lock my house, I've locked myself out of my house twice. He said, the backlash has caused stress, not just for him, but for his family, friends, and neighbors, who said his partner had decided to leave the home during the parade. Mm Mm-hmm. So. (sighs) It's terrible. It really is. It's demonic. 
group think. It's yes. terrorism. Yes. You, you sound like George Bush. Terror. Terror. Please don't insult me. I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> you do not have little tulip lips like that. <laughs> okay. I'm going to stereotype here. Many, many gay couples are liberal. No. And they're leftists. That's I'm stere- I am stereotyping. Not all, obviously, but many are. I didn't say all are. I said many are. Now, this is once again, this story is not about a gay couple attending a Trump rally. It's not even about Trump. This story is not even about politics. This story is about demonic groupthink. Okay. Gay Trump supporters. His name is Cody Moore and Dewey Linhart. They're they're gay. They were interviewed at a massive Trump rally in Cincinnati in mid-October. Two gay men go to a Trump rally and they get interviewed. They get a camera shoved in their face. Well, the two men told the Wall Street Journal they were tired of the quote-unquote bullshit government and were supporting Donald Trump for president, right? Well, guess what happened? The video of their interview had 256,000 views over and over 900 comments. Hmm. They didn't do the video. The Wall Street Journal did it. Mm -hmm. It went viral. Leftists, these socialist Marxists, these Nazis, the National Socialistic Party, and Hillary supporters are now threatening to kill these two guys. Sure. At the end of the oppose. They left the group. It's not part of the group think. Right? Right. At the end of the interview, one of the men says he's a supporter of the Second Amendment. And he says, I look over my back and I do carry. That means concealed carry. I do carry because I love the Second Amendment. (gasps) What? You're gay and you like guns? (gasps) Oh, my God. So now they're getting death threats and hate mail. The story's not about Trump. The story's not about guns. The story's not about gays. The story's about groupthink. Mm-hmm. I have a definition for groupthink I thought was pretty good. Excellent. It's the practice of thinking or making decisions as a group in a way that discourages creativity or individual responsibility. Read that again. The practice of thinking or making decisions as a group in a way that discourages creativity or individual responsibility. Wow. Discourages. Man. Very satanic. Very satanic. It's manipulation. It's witchcraft. There you have it. Witchcraft. It's the sin of witchcraft. Okay. Let's do a You Can't Fix Stupid news desk. Ooh, yeah. Where's the music? The music will come on. The, the news deck music. You know, the one that goes... Dun, 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 dun. Okay. You can't fix stupid news desk. Yay. From the can't fix stupid news desk, Miss Bum Bum Pageant <laughs> sparks anger after contestants recreate the Last Supper painting with the woman with the sexiest bum bum portraying Jesus. That's disgusting. You can't fix stupid. This is uh, in Brazil. Brazil. And I'm going to send this over to Marcos so that he can march over to the Brazilian government and shut the Miss Bum Bum pageant down single-handedly with his Marcus Marcos um, (laughs) authority. There you have it. Right? Right. Um, Miss Bum Bum contestants have recreated the... (laughs) That's what they call it. B-U-M, B-U-M, bum bum. Bum bum. They've recreated the painting, The Last Supper. They are portrayed as Christ and his disciples wearing orange bikinis. The women voted as having the sexiest bottom is given the role of Jesus. Um, it, there's a reason why, because the rest of them um, uh, hate or envy her because she has the best bottom and they want to crucify her. That, that's what they say. But the picture has outraged and offended m- many uh, in 
in uh, deeply Catholic Brazil. Um, and also, and I will, I will say this for, for the women uh, here, the, the uh, Bum Bum contestants, many of them were like appalled and didn't, well, they did it, but they didn't want to do it. And they like, ah, they just like, they're asking for forgiveness and they're all freaked out about it. And they should be mm-hmm. totally, you know, blasphemous. Once again, is a story about Bum Bum is a story about what is it about? The story is about this pageant the people running obviously are evil luciferians right are mocking christ mocking christianity and they're forcing it on the people mm-hmm. you will like this this is art you will participate you will it's group that you will conform to our group think Brazil's Miss Bum Bum Beauty pageant has sparked anger after bikini-clad contestants posed for a recreation of the iconic religious painting, The Last Supper, with the woman as the sexiest bottom playing Jesus. Uh, in the photo, there's eight hopefuls in the popular Rear of the Year contest as portrayed by Christ and his disciples on the night before the crucifixion in a scene that has offended many in the deeply Catholic community. Uh, last night... Religious leaders branded the remake of the Da Vinci masterpiece deeply disrespectful while Brazil's Religious Intolerance Commission waded into the debate as anger over the picture grew. They have a Religious Intolerance Commission over there? Really? Wow. I wonder what that's all about. Marcos, what are they about? And even the women competing for the best bottom title... Last night expressed dismay at being made to pose for the controversial scene with one claiming she had asked forgiveness from God for a great sin. Uh, The Bum Bum contest is in its sixth year. It's one of Brazil's most hotly disputed beauty contests with winners becoming overnight celebrities and often going on to earn millions in modeling contracts and endorsements. See what I mean? Yeah. That's Luciferian. Uh, After a public vote, the 27 contestants, each representing a Brazilian state, are whittled down to 15, who then battle it out over a live final on November 9th. Uh, Anyway, this one gal was, uh, she won, she was chosen to play Jesus in the photo as her bottom received the most number of phone votes, making her the front runner. And like I said, the reason why, uh, now she says she regrets agreeing to take Uh, taking part she says i did the photo because of my contract but i didn't like it and i wasn't happy about it you can't play around with the word of god i completely understand uh, why people are being angry about it because even i'm angry and i'm in it for me it's blasphemy that's what the gal said she says i feel really bad deep inside of me i'm a practicing catholic since i did the photo my heart is tight inside Mm -hmm. my chest I can't sleep. I, I uh, don't stop thinking about it. I've already asked for forgiveness from God. I asked forgiveness from everyone else. We went too far. We were part of a great sin. That's that's sad. Yeah, you know, that, that really is, is sad. sad. Um, this other gal said afterwards, I was filled with remorse. God knows my heart and I, knows I wasn't being bad. I think we could be controversial in other ways, but not using God's name, not using a, a biblical story. Uh, let's see. Uh, a lot of people, yeah about anyway you can see that um oh yeah the 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 one why you the one plays jesus is that uh it was the last meeting of the women before the grand final it reminded me of the last supper it's the guy who, who who founded it and put this together he says it was where jesus was betrayed by judas because of jealousy and like it or not the women with the most votes is also the target of jealousy she is the center and the other girls will want to crucify her because she got more votes than them Okay. I don't have no comment. Uh, yeah. Okay. Here's a here's a here's a little girl. This is also sent to me from Marcos. This is thank a good you, one. Marcos. Thank you, Marcos. Um, this is a good one. This is one person doing groupthink. Uh, this is quite an incredible story. Um. It, this is a 17-year-old girl, and what she does, I don't know what happened to the headline here, what she does is online, she she gets these, these really weak, socially retarded 
men mm-hmm. to fall in love with her online. Mm-hmm. And then she grooms them to commit suicide for her. Mm. Do weird, degrading things to themselves. Just. So you talk about groupthink. The the story has so many demonic levels, Mm -hmm. both on the uh, suspect and the victim, and then the the, the manipulation. It triggers a certain type of mentality. (sighs) Yeah, and these guys are, wow. Yeah. Re, 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 socially retarded. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, one guy says, I would consider suicide if she would take herself with me. Her name is Poison Ivy. She's 17. It's a great name for her. Yeah. She bullies weak men into great degrading themselves online before encouraging them to kill themselves. She's a New Zealand teen. Uh, her name is Hana or Poison Ivy. She grooms unstable men. She lures socially awkward guys into sexually degrading themselves. Uh, Hannah later entices the vulnerable men to commit suicide. A YouTube video has surfaced calling for victims to report Hannah. Her Twitter is flooded with photos from men declaring their love to her. One lover exclusively said he would consider a suicide if she did the same. And they want to know who she is. They're trying to find out who she is. Um, yeah. In a chilling YouTube video surfaced shedding light on Poison Ivy's seemingly sinister activities and calling for victims to put an end to the abuse. Yeah, she, she just looks like a little... She looks like a little... She looks like a robot, actually, doesn't she? Yeah, she does. Does she look like a cyborg? Mm-hmm. Yeah, she looks like one of those robots. She uh, has uh, that, her left eye. Yeah, it's, it's wonky. Like, uh-huh. yeah. Hillary Wonk. Yeah, it's wonky like Hillary. Yeah, it, it goes in. Yeah, she has this weird grin on her face. Mm-hmm. Um, she says, I treat all men like, um, doggy doodle. Yeah. But she uses the, um, the other word. Slang word. Yeah. I treat all men like S because they, they're weak and they deserve it. I bully the weak to make them weaker as I simultaneously grow stronger. So that's how she gains power. Yeah. Witchcraft. The clip claims she encourages guys to do disgusting acts via webcam on a live screen like showing their genitals, spreading their butt cheeks on camera, and sticking objects up their anus. He said the teenager uh, chooses weak, socially awkward guys who have never had a girlfriend or a social life before luring them into debasing themselves. Says the goal of her victims is to kill themselves for her as an act of love. Wow. Man. She's evil. Oh, God. Yeah, uh, yeah, understatement. Yeah. You know what I'm thinking, too? It's like, is it even, is she even a female? Is it mm-hmm. even real? You know, mm-hmm. probably some weird dude. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? This girl will not stop until these guys kill themselves. She grooms them for months. Hannah's Twitter bio reads, I treat all men. Oh, I already read that. Her account, which is over 900 followers, is flooded wow. with images of men around the world who love her. Look at this. There's a, a, a video clip or a, a image capture of a guy, and he writes his name all over his body. The other one's right on their forehead. Her name, Hannah. Oh, her name, yeah. Yeah, her, Hannah. See? They write all over their, their heads and their bodies. All of them do. Yeah. Um, that weird. Uh, mm-hmm. Many of the men appear emotionally unstable, bursting into tears while begging for forgiveness. Wow. One of the lovers said he he has no problem sharing her with other men, despite the fact that she punishes them for talking to other girls. Her grip on the uh, man from court, he's from Texas, is so strong that he said he would actually think about killing himself. If she would do the same, I would consider suicide if she would take herself with me. We basically share her. I'm okay with it. But for a few others, take it too far. She tells me what she wants me to do over Skype. I love to Skype, see? So, yeah, I do some pretty weird stuff for her, but it's worth it because she gives me attention. Wow. That's sad. Uh, Oh, here's what she says on her Twitter account or something. She says, romance is very stupid and everyone always breaks up in the end or it ends in some other way. And the only way to do it properly is for a couple to suicide together because that way they will have been together forever as they surely promised each other. So my dream is to find a male version of myself, precisely like me, but a male, to live hedonistically with in a neat hovel 
and we just do drugs and have lots of sex and then suicide together. Wow. <sighs> gross. Very gross. Is that uh, it's kind of like group think, but by an individual? Mm-hmm. Right. So anyway, she has these guys shave their eyebrows and their face. She has them doing all kinds of weird stuff. Wow. And for months to groom them to wow kill themselves. Uh, and that was from the uh, yeah. Was that from the can't you fix stupid? No, that was the bum bum can't fix stupid. Mm-hmm. That's the bum right. bum was yeah. The well, that that also is a good yeah, can't fix stupid. Yeah, that's a good one. Anyway. Demonic groupthink. One, let's talk about future groupthink. Okay. If we last that long. I don't know if we're going to last that long. I Seriously. I hope not. Well, at the rate that we're going, yeah. it's like a, a really, it's like a cancer. It is. You know what I mean? Eventually, all the cells are going to get contaminated with this cancer. Yeah, it's just going to mastize. And, you know, the other day, there was a, a, a couple of big earthquakes in, in Italy. In Italy. And uh, I was looking at those pictures, man. It's yeah. just rubble, man. Terrible. Just rubble. And um, the the word apocalypse has uh, come forward. People are saying it was like the apocalypse. But I was looking at that and I was thinking, you know, we're, we're, consi- we're you know, concerned here in America. You know, we're concerned about the elections. You're concerned with, um, you know, everybody concerned with global war. Russia, Syria, China, you're worried about the economy. There's a lot of things to worry about type of thing. And I'm thinking, all God has to do is he just, just shakes the earth a little bit, just just a little shaker, and man, it comes down. You know, so you could be looking at all this nuclear stuff and fighter planes and, you know, your money and your bank account and Obamacare and Hillary and Trump and all stuff, and it just takes a little shaking, man. Mm-hmm. And it's it's over, just yep. like that, you know. He just has to send one angel. Yeah, <laughs> jump oh down here. Gosh, absolutely. You know, well, of course. You know, we've we've talked about this on other shows. You know, with the Book of Enoch and stuff, where the sky falls. Mm-hmm. You know, the the end of time is when the sky falls, and we know that NASA and every, they they're looking at the sky in this way, and here's the asteroid that comes right behind them and mm-hmm. hits Russia. I mean, they they can't track this stuff. No, it but takes, it's just back. To the garden and to 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 the um, Tower of Babel, where you try to outthink God. Yeah, exactly. You know I mean? Yeah, you to, can't do that. They yeah. can't do that. Mm-mm. They try to make their own blessing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we talked about that in Genesis one prophecy. Yeah. People trying to make their own blessing, and then they leave the blessing of God. The uh, f- this is the Netflix boss, the CEO of Netflix. This guy's a kook. Here's what he says. The future of TV could be pills that make people hallucinate. <laughs> okay, don't we already have LSD and ayahuasca and a, and a bunch of stuff that makes you hallucinate? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I don't know how this is all going to work, but um, he's 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 talking about the Matrix mm-hmm. again. You know, the the whole movie, the Matrix. The whole thing. He says it might be a blue pill. Now you never want to take the blue pill. Mm-hmm. You want to take the red pill. Right? Because if you take the blue pill, you just go to sleep, and then you wake up the next day, you don't remember what happened, and you're just a drone. But if you take the red pill, then you go down the rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. Right? And your eyes are open. And your eyes are open in the movie. So and you he, never can go back. Yeah. So, but he wants, he wants people to take the blue pill. And he says, uh, it, might, uh, it might be the blue pill that makes you hallucinate in an entertaining way. <laughs> I don't know how you control that. Mm. Uh, and then another white pill that brings you back to normality. Just like that. And then that's going to be the future of uh, of television. The future of TV might be everyone taking hallucinogenic drugs. This is according to the head of Netflix. My goodness, what happens to these guys? Well, I mean... They're insane. <laughs> The threats to the streaming TV company might not be Amazon or other streaming services, but instead, pharmacological, pharmacological, thank you, ways of entertaining people. His name is Reed Hastings. Mm -hmm. He's the boss of Netflix, Reed. Well, here's what Reed says. 
And just as films and TV shows are supposedly, supposedly improved version of other entertainments, those same things might eventually become defunct. In the same way that the cinema and TV screen made the opera and the novel much smaller. Something else might be on the way to do the same thing, he says. Hmm. And you know, he said this too at a Wall Street Journal event. Hmm. And Hillary uh, was present getting $600,000 for the speech. I just made that up. But hey, they make stuff up too. Let's throw that out there. <laughs> uh, those challenges could come from anywhere, he said. They might not be another form of screen. Is it uh, virtual reality? Is it gaming? Is it pharmacological there i said it it. that's what hastings said he went on to say that it might be possible that in the coming years someone someone that someone could be you listener will develop a drug that will make people get the same experiences that at the moment come from streaming services like netflix okay i'm having a hard time following this guy i know it okay so he's saying You'll take a drug and you'll get the same experience at that moment that comes from streaming services like Netflix. Can I just watch Netflix instead of taking the drugs? Can I do that? Save my liver? I don't know. Huh? Can I? Apparently, he's making reference to the Matrix. He said we might be able to take one pill to escape a hallucination and then another to come back. Oh, to escape into the hallucination and then another pill to come back. Yeah. But who's to say that in the hallucination itself, you don't take the pill to come back? See, now that's a good And then mo- you stay in the hallucination. Well, see, that's good entertainment right there. Yeah. I think this, see, yeah, because you're hallucinating yeah. that you lost you're not in your right mind. the white pill. It yeah. fell off your yacht, mm-hmm. to say, and it fell into the ocean, the Indian Ocean, and there was great white sharks, great white sharks, lots of them. And now you can't get your white pill. In reality, the white pill's sitting right there in the little tray. Mm-hmm. But you're hallucinating that you lost it. Now you can't get back to reality. You see what I'm saying? That's a good show right there. We're going to call it Lost in India. So how many people have died now? Millions. Millions. But they're not really dead. But it's entertaining. But they're gone mentally. Yes. But they're having fun. It's like streaming well, Netflix. I don't know. Well, you can't ask them, but you have to assume. Okay, so it's... It's stupid. What's wrong with this? You talk about group think. You talk about demonic group think. But see, if they roll it around enough... Yeah. You know, they'll think, oh... We're going to legalize this. There. Because 20 years ago, we legalized marijuana throughout the nation. Not just regular marijuana, hybrid marijuana. Mm -hmm. Concentrated cannabis. And these stupid thoughts come from the demons themselves, Mm -hmm. and they're going to help you make it work. Oh, yeah. So... People are going to get very rich about this. Uh, he says in 20 or 50 years. See? That's quite a gap. Spitballing. Okay, I'm spitballing. 20 or 50 years, not 20 or 30, not 30 or 40, not 40 or 50. In 20 or 50, taking a personalized blue pill. Oh, it's personalized for you. You just hallucinate in an entertaining way. And then a white pill brings you back to normality. He says that's perfectly viable. And if the source of human entertainment in 30 or 40 years is pharmacological, we'll be in real trouble. Oh, so he's not for it. He says we'll be in real trouble. His references to the Matrix and to being in trouble recall arguments that have recently been made by tech billionaires, including Elon Musk. There you have it. And some Altman both have suggested that it might be possible that we are part of a simulated universe something that they said might be part of a virtual reality world, but could just as easily be the result of a drug-induced hallucination. (laughs) So there's a big giant somewhere sleeping. He's on drugs, and uh, we're part of his dream, according to these guys. Mm -hmm. Um, Mr. Hastings didn't indicate whether or not Netflix would look to make such drugs itself or how it would fend off any companies that did but it does seem a little like something on Black Mirror, which Netflix is showing on the new season at the moment. Whatever. Um, anyway, it's the story. The story is about groupthink, is mm-hmm. what we want to bring out of this. Uh, and of course, he's talking in the future of something. But you can see this kind of mentality. Um, 
you can see drugs being legislated, uh, legalized. Mm-hmm. Well, now you'll have to watch TV with a doctor because who's going to administer it, yeah. that medication? To and you? you can't afford that doctor, so you have the government pay for that doctor through your taxes. Hillary Care. Yeah. And um, it's stupid. Only if you make $12 a year can you have the free <laughs> doctor and the free hallucinating drugs and everything. If you make more than $12 a year, well. you don't get the government subsidies. And that will then cost you mm, $6,572 a month. <laughs> I'm not bitter. Well, hopefully the Lord will be back by then. I hope so. It's it's just disgusting. I'm not bitter though. I'm not. I'm not, I'm just. I'm very happy. I, I'm like a clown. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like a circus clown. You're like a circus. I've got a little here. clown car. I wear clown shoes. Okay, I think I've done enough damage. Okay. Um, I think people feel sorry for me now. I really do. I think they probably go. We feel sorry for Brother Capel. They'll be sending you cheese. They, they, they cheese love, and crackers. They love me. They would. They, yeah. they love me. You know what? Hmm. There could be. You could make a pill someday. You take a pill and you just hallucinate that you're you like in cheese. a room of cheese and things like hmm. that. You're a rat in a big cheese factory. You know, you get, and then you go like, I'm going to take the cheddar cheese, which is white pill, and then it brings you back down to reality or whatever. But um, I don't know. It's kind of stupid. Why would you want to come back to reality if you're yeah, because the reason why you went out of reality is because you didn't like the reality you were in. Yeah, and you wanted to eat cheese. So why would I want to come out of the cheese? Well, especially if you had cheese everywhere. Well, yeah, I'd never return. I, I, I would <laughs> I would never return, you know. And they said we knew him when. <laughs> Just drooling one side of my face. This <laughs> is so good. <laughs> I'm pretty close to that right now. <laughs> I'm pretty mentally gone. <laughs> All right, folks, it was good to uh, be with you today. And uh, we say, ciao, baby. (laughs) 